morning and welcome to World Acceptance Corporation third quarter 2023 earnings conference call. This call is being recorded. At this time, all participants have been placed on listen-only mode. Before we begin, the corporation has requested that I make the following announcement. The comments made during this conference call may contain certain forward-looking statements within the meaning of Section 21E of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. That represents the corporation's expectations and beliefs concerning future events. Such forward-looking statements are about matters that are inherently subject to risk and uncertainties. Statements other than those of historical fact, as well as those identified by the words, anticipate, estimate, intend, planned, expect, believe, may, will, and should, or any other variations of the foregoing and similar expectations are forward-looking statements. Additional information regarding forward-looking statements and any factors that could cause actual results or performance to differ from the expectations expressed or implied in such forward-looking statements are included in the paragraph discussing forward-looking statements in today's earning press release and in the risk factor section of the corporation's most recent Form 10-K for the fiscal year ended March 31, 2022, and subsequent reports filed with or furnished to the SEC from time to time. The corporation does not undertake any obligation to update any forward-looking statements it makes. It's time. It's my pleasure to turn the floor over to your host, to Mr. Chad Prasad, President and Chief Executive Officer. Good morning, and thank you for joining our fiscal 2023 third quarter earnings call. Before we open up to questions, there are a few areas that I'd like to highlight. We are pleased with the trends that are emerging from recent policy changes. As we discussed during our most recent quarterly earnings call, we began adjusting our underwriting toward the end of our last fiscal year as economic uncertainty was increasing. This was primarily due to three drivers, inflationary pressures on our customers' cash flow, delinquency normalization after a period of extraordinary portfolio growth and uh, stimulus, and growing macroeconomic and recessionary concerns. The first trend, delinquency is showing uh, positive trending. Our early stage delinquency continues to decline month after month, while later stage will continue to result in elevated charge-offs into the next quarter. Earlier in fiscal year 2023, we quickly reduced our exposure to our highest risk customers and successfully avoided the temptation to lend into the economic uncertainty. Now, we are fortunate to be in a position of credit performance improvement during the fiscal year, especially with our new customers. Second, we are now beginning to carefully renormalize credit. The third quarter's book-to-look ratio increased slightly to around 25%. This is up from a low of around 20% during the second quarter. This compares to approximately 35% during the third quarter of fiscal years 2021 and 2022. The book-to-look reduction has been focused on our most risky applicants and has also resulted in significant reductions in recent first pay default rates, which is a strong indicator of future credit performance. For example, new customer originations in the first quarter had a 16% lower first pay default rate year-over-year when compared to the first quarter of the prior year. Second quarter new customer originations first pay default rates were 38% lower year-over-year. 
While still early, our most recent third quarter first pay default rates show a 30 plus percent reduction compared to the third quarter of fiscal year 2022. To underscore how strong recent credit performance has been, the most recent two quarters have some of the lowest vintage first pay default rates, including pre-pandemic comparisons, as well as the low first pay default rates of vintages positively impacted by COVID stimulus. We're especially proud of this accomplishment considering the reports of increasing default and delinquency rates across several credit industries during the second half of calendar 2022. In addition to early indications of dramatic improvements in performance for these vintages, we continue to steadily improve the gross yields. New customer originations in our second quarter of 2023 had gross yields over 7% higher year over year when compared to the second quarter of fiscal year 2022, while the third quarter gross yields are over 25% higher, again, at the same time as a 30-plus percent reduction in first pay default rates. Similar adjustments have been made for returning and refinance customers as well. These performance outcomes are a result of incredibly hard work from our branch team members, as well as their supporting leaders and trainers, as well as corporate operations support, IT, analytics, HR, and marketing teams. As mentioned, our increasing confidence in the early indications of performance, low delinquency, and high gross yields allowed us to begin increasing marketing to new customers, our approval rates, and low volume, or loan volume towards the end of uh, the third quarter. For reference, new customer originations were 31% of the originations in the third quarter of 2022, and 45% the third quarter of fiscal years 2019 and 2020. This quarter, new customer originations increased with each subsequent month to 55% of comparable December volumes in fiscal year 2019 and 2020, and 45% of the prior year's December. We expect to continue increasing our investments in marketing and new customer acquisition during the fourth quarter and into the next fiscal year. Finally, our World Finance team is outstanding. I'm incredibly proud of our leaders at every level, level in the company, and not just their great accomplishments that I mentioned earlier, but that they embrace opportunities with positivity, fun, and grace. At this time, John Camis, our Chief Financial and Strategy Officer, and I would like to open up to any questions you have. Thank you. We'll now begin the question and answer session. To ask a question, you may press star than one in your touchstone phone. If you're using a speakerphone, please take up your handset before pressing the keys. To withdraw your question, please press star than two. This time we'll pause momentarily to assemble the roster. First question comes from John Rowan of Genie. Please go ahead. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, the incentive, the, the $7 million of incentive change that you noted in the in the press release, is that a reversal? And if so, which line item is that in? I assume it would be in personnel. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that is in the personnel expense. That's correct. Um, and there was, there was um, there's two things going on there. One, one portion is um, a, a reversal related to some officers who left the company during the quarter, and the other is a shift from um, you know, the, the branch level, level compensation from bonus to base pay. Okay, so 
what part I'm trying to figure out what the run rate is on that number going forward. Obviously the reversal won't be there next quarter. I mean how much of the six point nine million is a reversal as opposed to a change in comp? I don't have the, the that number in front of me right now. Um but believe it's around three million, but I can check that. So, I mean, is it safe to assume that the forty, you know, forty million seven hundred thousand that next quarter it's forty-five million back to that forty-five million because it, it would exclude that three-ish million dollar reversal. Oh, yes, that's fair. Yep. Okay. Um, so, I, I appreciate the non-gap numbers that you put in, but I mean, your portfolio did come down. So, I think just putting the taking the allowance out, taking the provision out, and putting the charge-offs in is maybe overstating the, you know overstating the, the impact of credit but your allowance ratio did come down sequentially is that I'm trying to figure out why that came down if it was a change in the seasonal factors that you're using or what drove you know I'm looking yep. at the number it, it, it was I'm saying 12.9 percent versus 13.5 percent last quarter yeah so that that is a big piece of it, right? So you I mean you look at the seasonality factors in the earnings release, right? And you go from a factor of you know one point zero five to you know point nine four, right? So that that is certainly a piece of it, which makes sense, right? I mean, our the the risk in the portfolio will be the lowest at December, um, you know, right before the tax refund season, right? Um, but a, another big factor in that was just the the shift in um in, in lower tenured customers right so obviously that, that zero to five month bucket um carries a much higher expected loss rate than the the longer tenured um buckets do and you know that as of december that the zero to five month bucket makes up only 7.4 percent of the um sorry, 7.1% of the portfolio. And that was that was at 9.8% at September and 13.8% last December, right? So um, we, we've taken out a substantial amount of risk from the portfolio by, by reducing those new, those new customer originations. Okay, but in the comments, and you talk about, and I'm just trying to figure out also too how this impacts portfolio going forward, about increasing new customer originations? I'm trying to – what was the comment that you made regarding increasing originations? Because you said even in the yeah. press release about, you know, increased loan originations toward the end of the quarter. That's right. So, you know, as we've uh, been able to, to prove to ourselves that we could grow through this, throughout this period – at the same time as dramatically reducing the first pay default rates within these vintages, um, we did begin to, to grow sequentially uh, November of October and December over um, November in terms of new customer investments. Um, and we'll continue that into the fourth quarter and in the next fiscal year as well. So, you know, to, to the earlier question, you know, there's uh, the seasonality factor, there's, um, there's less of a risk in the overall portfolio as there's been you know, less investment in new customers, but at the same time, the investments we're making in new customers over the last two quarters um, are much less risky uh, than you would have historically seen. So there's, that's also uh, a factor into the overall uh, reserve rate. Okay, and then I'm just trying to, you know, you talked about better originations. I mean, next quarter, does the loan portfolio go up or down from where it is today? 
Typically, within the fourth quarter, we have a fair amount of runoff, and that's primarily driven to tax season and tax refunds. I don't think we have any expectation that this fourth quarter will be any different than prior fourth quarters in terms of runoff. And also, the fourth quarter is not typically a quarter of a large investment in new customers. So I wouldn't expect us to grow at a higher rate in the fourth quarter this year than we have in any prior year. And then last question for me. Where do you stand on your covenants, the waivers, and when would you potentially be refinancing your revolving credit facility? Thank you. Sure, yeah. So we amended the credit facility during the quarter, and we have plenty of room on all the covenants, and there are no waivers as of the quarter end. And, yeah, so we will look to extend that facility in this coming summer. If I'm not mistaken, John, it was around June you used to do it every year, correct? That's right, yep. Okay. All right. That's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, again, if you have a question, please press star then one. Next question will come from Vince Kantek of Stevens. Please go ahead. Hey, thanks, Kumari. Thanks for taking my questions. Um, just a quick follow-up from uh, John Rohn's uh, questions. But uh, So it is encouraging to see that the uh, the first pay defaults are uh, improving. I'm just kind of wondering, all else being equal, if you can kind of play out how you think that's going to roll into uh, delinquencies and losses because, um, you know, just the, the, the 25% is, is, is high, but um, are we now uh, – should we expect kind of a, going back to historical levels and um, – and uh, sort of what's the cadence to get there. Thank you. Sure. Um, yeah, so uh, as you can see, the, the front-end delinquency as of December is, is much lower um, than it was in September and, you know, as well as it historically is at December, right? Um, so, you know, medium term, that, um, you know, looks like it indicates that charge-offs are starting to come down. At December, the 90-day delinquency bucket is still relatively high, um, but it did it did come down from September. And, you know, I think that in dollars it, it came down around four or five million since September, um, and we expect that to continue to come down during Q4. Um, you know, at, at this point during January, um, the 90-day bucket has already come down close to six million from December, um, and that's with you know. The charge-offs for January look to be lower than they were um, in, in December. And you know, kind of looking forward, you can already tell that February charge-offs should be lower than January and March should be lower than, than, than February, right? So all, all the trends look very positive. Um, so we you know, believe by the time we get to March, um, you know, the, the delinquency picture should look pretty, pretty good and lead to lower charge-offs from that point. Um, but, you know, that, that being said, like we do expect, um, you know, elevated charge-offs in Q4 relative to, um, to historicals, but they, they should be better on, from a growth standpoint um, compared to Q3. Okay. Uh, that's very helpful. Thank you. Um, and helpful January data. I really appreciate that. Uh, 98 DQs. That came down $6 million. Um, and then I guess in terms of, of the, the credit reserves, um, is the level that we see today 
anticipating those uh, declines, or should we be expecting further um, reductions in, uh, in credit reserve allowances? Thank you. No, so we haven't, you know, forecasted the, the declines that happened in um, in January, um, you know, explicitly in, in the, the allowance, right? So, you know, a lot of that will be baked in, um, but there's nothing sort of um, additional, no additional reductions um, for, for what we're seeing today. Okay, that's helpful. And uh, last one for me, so uh, appreciate that, um, that the the number of new customers um, or uh, low tenured customers has uh, has shrunk, and it's had an impact. And now it, it seems like okay, it's a, there's an opportunity to grow the business. You're going to be spending more on marketing. If you can maybe help us understand, like now uh, with the growth that you're anticipating going forward, going after new customers going forward, what's the difference in terms of you know, the quality of new customer you're going after, or maybe the learnings that you've had. Um, for what you're going after with new marketing going forward versus sort of the the, the prior new customers that maybe had the, uh, generated some of the higher um, uh, lost content recently. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, so it, during the last two quarters, you know, we, we had fairly dramatic reductions in our overall marketing spend, um, especially for new customers. Uh, so, you know, one of the main reasons that loan origination volumes declined within those two quarters isn't just a factor about um, the reduction in uh, our, our overall approval rate. Uh, it has as much to do with driving new applications as anything else as well. So, you know, we feel fairly confident that, you know, many of the changes we've we've been able to make very successfully from operational perspective um, allow us to turn marketing uh, back on uh, and do it in a way that drives in applications that we know that we are very likely to approve um, and at the same time be able to um, judge the risk accordingly and price them accordingly. Um, so, you know, one of the factors in December's originations increasing, you know, has to do with turning that marketing back on, you know, all, albeit to um, a much much lower level than we've done historically. Um, so that gives us confidence that as we turn or, you know, increase the, the marketing investment, um, we'll be able to drive those those new customer applications and be able to uh, approve them uh, appropriately and as well as book them without having any dramatic reductions to first pay um, success and um, without having any reductions to, you know, overall uh, expected gross yields on those loans. Okay, that's very helpful. Thanks very much. Yep. Thank you. This concludes our question and answer session. I'll wait to turn the conference back over to Mr. Prashad for closing remarks. In closing, uh, we are pleased with the changes to our portfolio and believe it will generate significant cash flow in the coming operating environment, uh, fiscal 2024 and the fourth quarter of fiscal 2023. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. This concludes the third quarter earnings call for World Acceptance Corporation. Conference is now concluded. Thank you for attending today's presentation. You may now disconnect.